Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Stimulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. the Nutramedical Report here on Genesis Network. Hour number one uh, today uh, is going to be actually switching up to uh, very shortly. We're going to have uh, Harley back on Friday, but he'll be in the second hour as his schedule is extremely busy during the middle of the week. But that'll be next Friday, the 20th. He'll be on hour number two. Harley, you have lots of news to cover. Your top article you sent me today is about Robert Mueller. is an amoral legal assassin, and we have lots of other things to talk about. I'd like you to go through your agenda, and then I'll throw some other things after you get through your list of topics that we have here. Well, I'd like to start with something that very few people know about, which is that President Trump has a 10 to 13 day trip to Asia coming up in in less than a month. And he's going to be going to two major conferences, one in the Philippines, I'm not sure where the other one is, ASEAN and APEC. He's going to be in China where he'll meet with Xi Jinping, and Trump continues to talk about the good rapport he has with Xi Jinping and how this has been helpful in bringing the Chinese in on a, a pressure cooker against North Korea. Right. Uh, Trump also will be in Vietnam. He'll be in South Korea. Uh, and, and this represents an extremely important uh, follow-up to the Mar-a-Lago summit he had with Xi Jinping last uh, spring. And the reason it's important is that the Chinese are continuing to shape a a new economic paradigm uh, around the idea of investment in infrastructure, investment in physical production, uh, putting a sound currency behind trade, and if the dollar is not going to come along with it, they're moving toward a yuan, a dollar-yuan relationship with many other countries prepared to join them. Now, I don't think the Chinese want to scuttle the dollar because they have huge amounts of dollar holdings, and that would be a foolish thing to do. But they're worried about the fact that the dollar is collapsing now. And, you know, you talk about currency manipulation. Right now, it's the Treasury and the Federal Reserve that are engaging in currency manipulation, not the Chinese. But I think if Trump and Xi Jinping can talk, 
and bring together the potential of the United States, uh, including U.S. corporations in the private sector, with China's infrastructure plan, it is what Xi Jinping calls win-win. Yeah, let, and, let me add to that. I think it's not just that I call it the chocolate cake talks where Trump at the same time sent the missiles into Syria, but it's this. It's the Belt and Road, but it's much more than that. What China wants to do is take a lot of the policies from the West, the Hamiltonian economic system, the Roman system of roads that they've talked about, that it projects not only power but economic stability. And economic stability is the counter to war. People need to know that economic stability and trading uh, prevents war from happening. And what Xi Jinping is trying to do is we're going to end the industrial uh, espionage against America and the West. We're going to start having better patent controls and so on. We'll have a system where we can bring their engineers over here under J1CB visas so we can start getting high-speed rail in America from their top engineers. We can work on space projects together rather than independently. We did have the International Space Agency but we don't want to see uh, them putting more and more into killer satellites in space, which the Chinese have been doing for the last few years, and that's dangerous. We don't want to isolate them, uh, and certainly they can't take over the world economy because if China and the Yuan, which got a few weeks ago the SDR special drawing right with the uh, gold back Yuan, the solution would be Glass-Steagall, which you've talked about for years, getting uh, rid of the Dodd-Frank bill, backing the dollar by gold, and then working on a a kind of a new Bretton Woods type policy where the yuan and major currencies become a standard and everything else is linked uh, to those as a fixed exchange rate so they can't do currency manipulation or have to have border taxes. The solution well, let, let me, is a fixed currency rather than a border tax, isn't it? Well, let me give the listeners a sense of something that happened today that will let you know that when I'm speaking about China, I'm not talking about it from having read about it in the San Francisco Chronicle or the New York Times. But today, a leading Chinese official uh, was in Frankfurt for the Frankfurt Book Fair. Right. It's the annual large uh, event that takes place. And he released a book on what is the Chinese policy. And the person he had on the stage with him when he released it was Mrs. Helga Zepp-LaRouche. Uh-huh. And that's, this that's, that's, obviously... That's so funny, and, and it, it's, it's ironic, isn't it? Well, it shocked the German press, which tries to pretend that she either doesn't exist, she's a Russian agent, or she's a cult member. And so here you have the one of the top philosophical figures in the Chinese Academy of Sciences and Economics and, and someone who works with Xi Jinping, releasing a book on how China wants to cooperate with the West to create these new platforms of infrastructure to move mankind into an era of peace, and who is he on the stage with? None other than Mrs. LaRouche. Now, when we're looking at the Chinese situation, what we do at, at my organization, and what we're trying to get across to people all over the world, is drop all the stereotypes you have and that are reinforced by the media, by the education system, by the political system, and look at the reality. What China has done is invest extensively in developing not just new technologies, but transforming their population to become skilled workers in a new economy. Whereas in this country, we're casting off into a dustbin virtually everyone over 40 years old who has a skill, and we're uh, bringing in, in a small group of people with technical skills in, in computers and artificial intelligence, 
but most of the young people are not getting trained to do anything or educated well, to do anything. Well, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs would agree with that. Six million jobs sitting there waiting for technical training. I talked to a corporate executive a couple of years ago, and he said, look, if I put in a request to a company in China, I can get 5,000 workers and get the plant up and running in 90 days with, with none of the red tape and regulations here uh, that we'd have in North America. It would take five years. And you wouldn't have enough technically trained young people to actually uh, staff the plant. Well, and let me give you an example of what China is doing in mm-hmm. Africa, where if you want to talk about a lack of skilled labor, Africa, until 30 years ago, was still a, a colonial-controlled continent with right. very few sectors of, of real skilled labor and, and modern industry. The right. Chinese went into Djibouti and uh, Mombasa, Kenya. Uh, they took two cities and built railroads connecting them um, ports to inland areas. Now, the line is that the Chinese are only in Africa because they want the raw materials. Well, they took countries that don't have raw materials. And they not only built high-speed rails to connect major cities, but they trained thousands of young Africans, not just to build the rail lines, but to become engineers. To Some of them went, were sent to China. Uh, many of them were given jobs where they worked alongside Chinese engineers and got on-the-job training. Now, in Africa, the importance of this is that at, there are a number of countries in Africa that are having 5 to 7 to 8% GDP growth. Now, you compare that to the United States under Obama, which never even made it up to 2% for a year. And what you see is a transformation of a continent. And it's being done on, as you mentioned earlier, Hamiltonian principles. The key is developing a skilled labor force and putting them to work not just digging up raw materials, but transforming nature for the service of mankind. Now, yeah. that's what <laughs> Xi Jinping and, and his allies got from their study of Lyndon and Helga LaRouche. It was not just the idea of doing that. It's increasing the carrying capacity of the planet to the human and the industrial population. You know, right now, for example, the United Nations has pushed this idea of carbon credits and reducing carbon emissions. And the real issue is the all the countries, including China, have polluted the benthic layer of the oceans and killed the carbon-oxygen cycle. If we reverse that, the carrying capacity of the planet will dramatically increase and we'll want to amplify things like our heading into a modern cooling period, which is moving the cold zones of the poles down towards the, the equator, driving the superstorm generation, which is what we're seeing. So, in other words, the Chinese model is to not become an extinction-level event by our industrial and our populations rising with pollution, but stabilize the ecosphere and industry to make it a stable environment. That's what the whole thing is. Fusion energy, they've already talked about it, haven't they? And a quick announcement, uh, you'll see the banner ad for the big sale is over, but believe it or not, if you put in the code HEAVEN when you're doing uh, buying uh, your products today, and I don't know if Michelle will keep it even tomorrow, but today if you do it, you'll actually be able to still get the sale, 7% off. So uh, do support Nutramedical. That's how we're able to be on the air and put all these podcasts and great guests like uh, Harley Schlanger. And you provide solutions. The thing is, 
that uh, we're starting to look at countries like China that are not really approaching it like communists, they're approaching it like Confucianism, which is really a, a pleasant change because the dialectic of conflict all the time, the, the projection of power with 700 bases for America and the advance not only nuclear but other scalar and space-based weapons, these are sticks you never want to use uh, because even if you have advanced uh, you know, total annihilation weapons, you can never really start a war because no one's ever going to finish it. It'll be a pyrrhic victory. The only war we're going to win is a war against destroying the ecology of the planet, so it'll amplify the bad things that are happening, like the moderate cooling period that's occurring right now that's causing superstorm formation. And we need to have things to protect our coast from these superstorms. We hid the technology, obviously, from Trump because we've had it for years. There's five nations with better modification technology, including China. U.S., China, Russia, and two other nations, Britain and France. And what we have to understand is that uh, with collaboration, we can start getting fusion energy. We can clean up the oceans. We can start, uh, you know, mothballing these old uh, nuclear plants. Uh, and eventually we can have plasma distribution lines for fusion energy. And everywhere we can have access to high-speed Internet. Uh, we can have new types of what we call a new reinvention of what an economy is. Because Bill, robotics, me, robotics and artificial intelligence, things are going to change in the next 10 or 20 years, aren't they? Let me go back to something that happened in the end of the Carter administration, which some of your older listeners will, will probably relate to. But it's important to understand where we are today to look at this period of 1978 to 1983 when the Russians were preparing a last gasp effort to build up their, their conventional arms so that they could, if they wanted to, overrun Western Europe. Right. And Carter was not prepared to deal with that. He had this lunatic, Brzezinski, who said the way that we'll beat the Russians is to play the Islamic card on their underbelly, uh, which, in fact, was the cause of the Iranian Revolution, the Russian invasion of Afghanistan, and, and a lot of other really negative things. But the, the, when Reagan came in and started talking about peace through strength, today's con so-called conservatives, all they focus on was the military buildup, and they say this was what was important about Reagan. But what they miss in Reagan was that the goal was not military buildup, military power for its own sake, but to use that as a way to get to peace. And what is, to me something that people have to understand. Reagan brought Lyndon LaRouche into negotiations with the Soviets. He brought LaRouche in through the National Security Agency, through NSC Director, actually National Security Council rather, through NSC Director Judge William Clark, who brought LaRouche in along with some young scientists to develop a program which became known as the Strategic Defense Initiative. And from 1978 to 1982, when I was a much younger man, I was campaigning all over the south of the United States, all over Texas and Southern California, presenting forums on what we called beam weapons. Now, the whole idea, and this goes to what you were just talking about, is that you use science, new physical principles that man can discover, to develop the capability to make nuclear weapons impotent and obsolete. Exactly. And, that you, and you share it with the Russians. Exactly. Reagan, even when Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down your wall, and when he said the 
the Russians are our enemy. At the same time, he was sending people like LaRouche to negotiate with the Russians to work out an agreement for mutually shared technologies that could move us away from mutual and assured destruction. What Reagan called mutual and assured survival. In fact, after the uh, fall of the wall, which was done by Gorbachev, he taught as a university professor in San Francisco at the Institute there. So people need to start understanding that uh, if we have a greater threat, let's say we're, like Reagan mentioned himself, we had a threat of a foreign invasion from space of an alien race or approaching a large asteroid like we have 12 years and months from now called Apophis, which is the destroyer of the ancient uh, Babylonian Middle Eastern world. That, that asteroid is three times the size of the asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs, and it or its debris field has a 1% chance of striking Earth. That's a big deal. And we need to start looking at things like, what's the sun acting like? Can we protect ourselves from a coronal mass ejection? Can we prevent the slide of our ecology of our world and superstorms from driving our coastal populations away from the coast because of the dangers increase of major devastation? Look at how many storms have happened. I, I personally well, believe the, the storms have happened spontaneously because we talked about this the other day with... Uh, one of our major guests that we have on the program uh, all the time, Lowell Ponte, who's written to science for years, these are caused by us moving into a moderate cooling period. It happens every 360 years. And now with our current ecology, uh, our coastal populations are being devastated by superstorms, which we should move off with science. And like you say, uh, one of the things they said under uh, Reagan, I mean, it's under Reagan that never happened was what's called brilliant pebbles. And you're right, this, this was shared with everybody. Nuclear weapons for all nations would be impotent, and the solution to nuclear proliferation is nuclear neutralization, making sure that no missile can strike a population with a scalar biological, chemical, or nuclear warhead. But you have to distinguish between this idea of brilliant pebbles, which was actually an attack on Reagan's idea that he got from LaRouche and Professor Lowell Wood and Edward Teller, which was beam weapons, physical beam weapons, of various sorts, right, which right, are right. much more effective. The, when, when, well, the, well, when the neocons stopped the SDI cooperation, and among the people who were deployed to stop it were Kissinger, George H.W. Bush, and the hitman they hired to shut down LaRouche was Robert Mueller. Right. Mueller by the way, ran when the whole shut, operation uh, against LaRouche. By the way, when they shut down the operation, this is how bad Mueller is. They not only didn't cooperate with the Russians, which would have reduced dramatically the risks of a, a, a accidental launch on command, because I know I knew the guys at uh, NORAD, Colonel Lynn Wills was the head of uh, the QE, the supercomputer at NORAD, and the other guys at U.S. Space Command. I can tell you that right now, one of the things I saw 23 years ago was a movie, a 45-minute movie, uh, two miles underground to Shreve Air Force Base, showing all this, the nations by 2016, 2017 that would have proliferated nuclear weapons. And it's horrendous. And this problem would have been solved years ago. Now, they didn't adequately build a space shield. And my guest three weeks ago, Jason Burgess, that's his actual name from CENTCOM, said North Korea could strike New York City now as of the march because we haven't built up our space defenses and we should have shared it with other nations like the Europeans and the Russians and Chinese. If we did, it would take it off the table. But we haven't. So the three layers are, number one, theater air defense missile to hit a missile. Number two, plasma interferometry. Number three, uh, plasma weapons like the Tesla weapons at Mike Sands Missile Base in Vandenberg. And the fourth layer uh, I've theorized is called a laser net interceptor, 
We basically fire up using durable super cannon plasma rockets that actually will take out a net and grab the missiles. But we need systems layers to make sure nuclear weapons can never destroy a nation or a people or a city. And you're absolutely right. Lyndon LaRouche was put in prison because the powers that be didn't want us to collaborate with the Russians and prevent nuclear annihilation of nations and cities. That's the reason why I went to jail, wasn't it? Yep, that's the reason. Evil. Evil. Mueller. I have three articles. Uh, Robert Mueller is an amoral legal assassin. He will do his job if you let him. And there's a dossier we have here to the PDF. Layflet on uh, Mueller dossier. And the issue of Mueller's coup hasn't changed. Trump may join China and Russia in the New Silk Road. If we don't collaborate on an industrial level and a space level to prevent things like Apophis and other asteroids, when I was there 23 years ago and afterward, I took care of some employees for up to six years, we were only picking up 4% of city crasher and larger asteroids whipping past the Earth at 50,000 plus miles per hour. People really don't know how dangerous things are or how for example, the war potential between India and China could be down to a two-minute launch on command warning. So what Lyndon LaRouche did was almost like an angel, and the fact that he spent time in prison is disgusting, isn't it? So Mueller, this monster, has to be fired. Uh, you've got lots of information on it. Please tell us more. Well, I, I think it's important that people look at the link that you'll have up on your website. And yes. if you want the full report... If people want the full 20-something page report on Robert Mueller, you can send me an email, and I'll get it out to you. Yes. The important thing about this report, and I'll give my email address in a minute. The right. important thing about this report is it shows three major interventions where Mueller was brought in. One was to take over the Getlerouche Task Force in 1986, Right. which occurred not only when Reagan was working with LaRouche and brought LaRouche in, but when our my associates started winning elections in Illinois and Texas and several other states. Because people were looking for a change. We were running as Democrats, but we were anti-Wall Street Democrats against the trilateral Republicans like the Bush Network. Right. So Mueller was brought in to put LaRouche away. His second intervention was as FBI director, where he covered up for the uh, burgeoning British-directed, Saudi-funded terror networks, uh, which have proliferated since then. He not only covered them up, but former Senator Bob Graham of Florida, who was trying to fight to get all this stuff in the open, Graham said he didn't just cover it up, he ran a campaign of aggressive deception. Well, he didn't even come in right after, a week after 9-11, wasn't that his appointment time? Yeah, and he was there for two things. One was to protect the Saudi terror network, which was run out of London, and one of his co-partners in that was John Brennan, who later became CIA director. Right. His second job was to work with the uh, NSA operations that set up the data collection, the surveillance state, uh, and to keep that covered up. So when his colleague Clapper uh, lied to the Congress in 2014 that we're not collecting data on anybody, that was a continuation of the cover-up that started under Mueller. The third crime of Mueller was his appointment 
uh, as a, even though he's a, a, a walking conflict of interest, his appointment to head this, this special counsel investigation into Trump, the ostensible reason was the firing of Comey. Well, Comey should have been fired. Mueller should be fired now by Trump. And if Trump wants to survive and wants the nation to survive, he should fire Mueller, but he should give a, 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 a speech to the American people and go through what a criminal Mueller is and how he's worked for this deep state apparatus uh, since the mid-1980s. Now, if you want to get a copy of this report, you can look at the... We have the leaflet. We sent the leaflet that describes the, what's right. in the report. That'll be posted on Dr. Bill's website. You can send me an email at harleysch at gmail.com. That's H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-C-H at gmail.com. And, and mention that you heard this on Dr. Bill's program, and I will get a copy of the report to you via email. Yeah, that's really important. Uh, now, what's, what's going on right now is forces and wisdom uh, behind the LaRouche Foundation are trying to stabilize the world, not just against geopolitical instability, military instability, but ecological instability, and the science push toward artificial intelligence, new types of industries, fusion energy, as, as Lyndon talks about the energy flux density of the planet, and the fact that we're about to transition to become a galactic civilization, traveling to other star systems, terraforming other planets and moons within the solar system over the next thousand years. Mankind has to transform how we act as a collective of independent uh, nations, not a conglomerate of trade zones for the globalist activity. So we have well, to that's understand... that's important. Yeah. Please the, 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 add more on yeah, the key fight here, and this is another area where Trump is under attack, is that whatever else he is, he's an economic nationalist. And he's committed to the idea of America's national economic sovereignty. This is what the Russians want. This is what the Chinese want. This is what most people in Europe want. They want their nations to defend the interests of their people, not to be there to be picked apart by globalist financial networks. Right. Now, this has been at the core of LaRouche's teachings for years. Now, I just want to go to, to something that shows you the other side, what the other side is doing, which is the Nobel Economics Award that was given to Thaler, the University of Chicago pseudoscientist who is a behavioral psychologist econo economist who developed something called the nudge theory, which basically starts from this idea that people are inherently irrational, driven by gut instincts, and so they won't do what's good for them, and you have to have some agency which nudges them, whether through giving certain kind of incentives, whether they're financial incentives, pats on the back. It's, it, this is now considered modern economics. And what we've been talking about, you and I have been talking about, physical economy, transforming nature, developing new capabilities based on constantly higher platforms of energy development. They throw that out and they say it's the getting the right impulses for consumers so they buy non-fatty products, the right kind of oils, that the, they don't smoke, that people make rational decisions uh, based on either a nanny state or appealing to individual self-interest. That throws out the whole idea of a nation state functioning for common interests of its, the people of its nation 
in cooperation with other nations. So they've completely transformed economics into psychobabble. Right. Well, basically, they're trying to basically call it a mind control system. It's called an economy, and it's not. Yeah. The key to economy is the development... Go ahead. I was going to say, the key to an economy is the development of the creative powers of your population. Right. This is what Alexander Hamilton wrote about in his report on manufacturers, which was a refutation of the idea that an economy is just about trying to figure out how to swindle someone into paying more for something than it's worth. Right. There's three things that I've seen that the Chinese have done is actually take wisdom from the West, which is very... uh, uh, ancient Chinese philosophy. In other words, absorb wisdom and then turn it into something greater. Because remember, Confucianism, which happened, and, and Buddhism in China, actually came from India and elsewhere. But they absorbed it and they expanded it. So they've taken Hamiltonianism, they've taken LaRoucheism, and like Hal goes, Zepp LaRouche talks about the Belt and Road, they've expanded it and said, look, we know that fusion technology is going to be possible. So five years ago, they signed 3,500 scientists to make it a reality. They realized that even with the Fukushima Daiichi, they had a big plan to have a lot of these nuclear reactors. They realized this is a dead end. You can't, you know, as Einstein says, you don't want to boil water by using fusion energy. But fission energy, you want to have more advanced technology. You also want to start looking at the idea of what impact we're having on the world. If we're polluting and it's killing the benthic layer by acidifying the ocean so the phytoplankton are dying, let's re-engineer a better phytoplankton that's not polluting. Let's look at getting rid of old... Uh, post-geriatric nuclear reactors like Fukushima, there's 700 of them worldwide now, uh, so it's destroying the ozone layer and increasing ground-level ozone and increased radiation in the ground to affect plants, animals, and the oceans. We need to start looking at these things. And uh, the big cities in China, they need to start changing their approach toward industry because a lot of the air is un- unbreathable. Well, they are. Well, they, they, they are. I just had another group of associates who were in China where they were given tours of the the kinds of processes that are being brought in that are higher temperature processes that don't produce the old kind of smoke. Right, and they also need to recycle everything. Everything should come back to molecular level in little cubes stored in factories, and if you want some more of a certain metal or mineral, you don't have to mine it, you have to call it the factory, and they'll send you the cubes. No, nothing should go into a, a waste landfill or in the ocean, should it? And these technologies are being developed right now in China. And welcome back. And uh, you're welcome to call into the program, 877-317-6432. And if you visit NutraMedical.com, you can use the code HEAVEN to still get the sale. We also have, of course, if you listen over at NutraMedical, you can actually listen to the show by continuous play. And if you listen to the number... On Xeno Radio that we've purchased, 605-562-6443. You can listen to the program posts afterward continuously just on your phone, 605-562-6443. Harley, what you talk about every week when we have you on is we talk about a global perspective for a survivable future for not only independent nation states but the human race as we start to become a truly... uh, galactic civilization where we move to other planets and moons we start having colonies on say the, on Mars and elsewhere and what people need to start realizing is that the human race won't survive with its current economic idea of what an economy is and uh, when we have artificial intelligence when we have robotics we have 3D printing when we have 
you know, the energy flux density gets to the point where we have to reinvent what an economy is. We haven't significantly done that except for people like Lyndon LaRouche's the idea that we have to reinvent what an economy is in order to have a different thing. For example, my idea is not to increase the minimum wage but to have a reverse tax. I'm sure Lyndon LaRouche would agree that, that we need to reinvent the idea of how we're going to collaborate on global projects that not only stabilize the Earth and protect it from asteroids, but also stabilize the planet from changes that are external to the planet that are integrated with the galaxy and the cosmos. So Let me, um, let me give you a sense of, of how LaRouche's economics works on this. Yeah. Because he uh, made a statement in 2001 when George Akerlof won the Nobel Prize for economics, uh, for his behavioral psychology and economics. Akerlof is the husband of Janet Yellen the current Federal uh -huh. Reserve Chair. And what LaRouche said is that if you want to see how crazy the world is, look at the people they're giving Nobel Prizes to for economics. Right. Now, one of the... I'm working on an article for this week, and, and one of the things I'm looking at is what happened with Alan Greenspan in 2008, where Greenspan had to tell the con Congress he's in a state of shocked disbelief at what happened in September 2008. Why? Because he knows that his policy of deregulation opened the banking system to massive fraud and swindles, right. which blew up and took uh, the savings of, of more than 75% of the American people. It took most of the savings of most of the African-American population. And Greenspan was in a state of shock disbelief because his economic theory told him that there was not a bubble, that the economy was sound. Now, after all this happened, and all the hand-wringing and the bailouts, the 20-plus trillion dollars given to Wall Street speculators to bail them out, why are we in a worse situation today, worse shape today, than we were in 2008? What did we learn? Well, the main thing we learned is that the people who caused the crisis wrote the rules in the post-crisis to continue the game and to protect themselves. Well, and this was done with the full cooperation of first the Bush administration and then the Obama administration. Really, I want to insert a quick comment. At the end of the movie, the, the, the short, they talked about exactly what you're saying. They made this scenario yeah. of all these people went to jail, all these things happened and said not. Not. And literally, you're sitting there yeah. waiting on the edge of your seat and they said not. In other words, none of the things were done after 2008 to fix the economy. And one of the points they made was, for every 1% drop in unemployment rate, uh, increase in unemployment rate, 40,000 Americans died. So people need to understand yeah. they didn't fix it. Nobody went to jail. Nobody got fined. They didn't fix a damn thing. In fact, they made it. They the, made it they, worse. They made it worse. And now the banks are 60, 40 to 45% bigger. The bloated banks, and they're not stable. And they're ready to do a bailing in or a haircut, and bailing in basically you can steal your money because you don't have Glass-Steagall in, and literally things with a bond market, and by, and by the way, this is the same a former Fed chairperson who said this, that you're talking about, uh, and now we've got a situation where we also have commercial real estate, we've got a stalled economy in Europe, and we have the potential danger for a trade war with China, which luckily Xi liked Donald Trump's chocolate cake and wants to deal with it because he considers him a friend. Believe it or not. Well, and, and here's, here's the key thing. There are programs that will work, and Trump is aware of them. 
Trump right. campaigned for Glass-Steagall. Now, what's holding him back? I would say there are two things. One is the assault on him from the deep state, uh, combined with the Republican Party being a total Wall Street party. But oh, the second thing that's holding him back is that he's not hearing enough from the American people that they're with him, provided he does what he was said he was going to do to stop regime change wars and take the power away from Wall Street. And that's why what Mr. LaRouche has been emphasizing is that if Trump were to go on television and say to the American people, I'm trying to work for you, I'm trying to rebuild this country, and I'm being stopped by the Wall Street crowd in both parties, the Clinton wing of the Democratic Party, the Bush wing of the Republican Party with McCain and McConnell and Paul Ryan, and I need you to support me to break the power of this deep state. Now, if he were to do something like that, his poll ratings would go through the roof overnight. And that's what he's got to do. But he has to know that the American people will fight for that. People did vote for him, even though many people were cynical. They voted for him because they thought he represented a change. Now we've got to make sure that change is realized. So I, I'm on this program tonight to tell people it's up to us. Don't wait for Trump to be the hero. We've got to create the environment where he can move. And I think that's something that can be done. Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, uh, it's interesting. You know, I wonder, is there any more direct communication between uh, LaRouche and Trump now? Because it seems like in the uh, like back during the Reagan days when he was there helping Ronald Reagan with SDI, this is a time where these kinds of philosophies need to start kind of guiding the, the ship of, of the state of America. Well, there, there, are channels. There, there are channels to yeah. Trump. We, we were at an event in Washington the other day, and it was Trump loyalists, and when people heard of some LaRouche people were there, they all came up and said, you're doing a great job on Mueller, uh, we're watching what you're doing, and so on. But here's something that people can do. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, at, let's see, it's going to be at noon Eastern time. Right. We're going to have the second of a weekly webcast by Mrs. LaRouche where she's going to talk about what this Belt and Road is, what she calls the, the spirit of the New Silk Road. Right. And people can get that by going to newparadigm.schillerinstitute.com. Well, that and link will be also, noon. Will you send me that link and I'll post it up? The other thing I'll is, send you the will, link, yeah. Will it also be posted up in, uh, on the LaRouchePAC.com website? So if you just go to LaRouchePAC.com, it'll pull up that link for that, uh, that site. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be on LaRouche Pack or not because the Schiller Institute is a separate agency, but it, the Schiller Institute is the one that has okay, the repeat support. That, repeat that link. Yeah. Then. Just, go ahead. It's n New Paradigm. Dot Schiller Institute dot com. Schiller, is Schiller S Institute is S C H I L L E R after Friedrich Schiller. Yeah, yeah. So in, in any case, you, if you can post it, people can hear from Mrs. LaRouche directly. I'm the moderator of that program, and what we're doing is giving people information they don't have about what the Chinese are actually doing. What's the, the real situation in Europe? What's happening in Latin America? You know, we hear about chaos in Venezuela, Brazil, Argentina. What's really happening? The Chinese are all over Latin America, and, and governments are supporting what they're doing. The Chinese just went into Haiti and said they're going to help rebuild Haiti, which Bill Clinton refused to do after the uh, 
he and Bush Sr. paraded around saying they were going to help people in Haiti, they raised more money for the Clinton Foundation. Yeah, and by the way, the Clinton Foundation, when they got money, were supposed to, to turn a lot of it over to Haiti. They didn't. Uh, and, people, you know, basically we, we have to find the bad guys like Mr. Corker, uh, senator from Tennessee, and the bad Republicans and the bad Democrats have to be cleared out, and we have to get people that are not just concerned about America and the American destiny, but the world destiny. We want strong, independent nations that have an economy, don't have to migrate to nations that still have one, which is why we're having a massive that's migration. Exactly, that's exactly the point, because if you right. have countries that work, people won't leave them. They'd much rather live in their home country. Exactly. If we have a good economy in Central America, why would they try to drop on a train and put themselves in physical danger of leaving and their live own in a home? slum? live in a slum in San Diego. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. That's called wisdom, isn't it? <laughs> the website's on LaRouchePAC.com, LaRouchePUB. That's the Executive Intelligence Review. We'll have you back in uh, a little over uh, a week here on October the 20th, hour number two, Harley. Thank you for amazing uh, information today. Hour two coming up. Again, the sale is still on if you use the code HEAVEN. And you're welcome to call into the show anytime with your questions or comments, 877-317-6432. Thank you, Harley. Thank you, Linda. So and Helga Zeppelin-Rouche and your wisdom. We'll be back in a moment with Hour 2 and Hour 3. Jonathan Gray from New Zealand will be back every two weeks. Amazing discussion coming up. Looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to NutraMedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at NutriMedical.com.